Hey, hey, stay. How's it going? Hi, um, it's going well. Enjoying a nice London evening. How about nice. you? Uh, pretty quiet morning. Uh, my my wife's reading uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which I read just a couple months ago. So we were just uh, having a having a fun discussion about that one. It's yeah, one one of one of the better books I've read in the last year. I really liked it. Okay, well, what it's a, well, what is it about? I seen it in the feed actually. Yeah, I, think I even liked that you read it. I like the cover. It has a really cool cover. Yeah, uh, it's it's mostly about these two video game designers, developers, like people who create video games in different roles, and kind of their entangled li lives as they grew as creative professionals over the course of their life from being kids that played video games to being adults that create video games. Wow. Okay. That, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It got me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. And I can relate. I mean, if I wasn't a designer, one of the alternative careers I'd have would probably be like a game developer or designer. Yeah. Did uh when you were a kid was there like a a creative outlet that you had that like carried over into adulthood? Well, just drawing, I guess, which turned into design. But I actually like uh, contributed to some like early uh, Steam games. My brother he had a friend who made Steam games, and I did some like assets uh, because I drew. And yeah, they actually got turned into what was his name? It was a pretty uh, neat game, and it was like mildly successful for him, not for me. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's cool. I guess that was it. How about you? Uh, I think for me it was just like creating websites, just like um, you know, basic HTML, CSS, and a little bit of like PHP and MySQL. Uh, like it created a, a dance dance revolution fan site, which ended up getting like pretty popular at the time. And that was like my first, like, uh, community organized website. Okay. Wow. Listen to that. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> nice to hear. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, this week's just getting started. So, uh, We'll see how the week goes, but uh, yeah. What uh, what kind of uh, hardcover stuff have you been up to? Well, I'm busy uh, revamping the whole structure of the Figma files, and uh, we can quickly go over that because it might be interesting for for the feed, uh, even for like uh, to give the listeners some context. Even for a, a small uh, startup like ours. Uh, to move fast, you need to get from design to development uh, really quick. And at some point where stuff piles up uh, and uh, the app evolves, there's uh, a lot of like load in terms of like content that has to be synced between what the app is and what the designs are. So right now, the, the, there's uh, a bit of a uh, let's say, uh, how should I call it? A bit of disconnect between uh, 
what hardcover looks like live and what uh, it looks like in Figma. And it's been working out good for us because, you know, we've been syncing, uh, okay, on the designs, but I just want to uh, give it a bit more clarity. So redoing everything with components and yeah, what I showed you. So it's basically that and working on some new stuff because the apps are out and we are now looking to uh, push features uh, that improve the uh, overall experience by a lot. So we've got search on our plate, we've got uh, book editing, we've got the book page and a couple of other stuff. But yeah, these are the let's say high priority ones. Yeah. How nice. about you? Yeah. Having, having those, uh, Figma pages organized with components and then implementing those components will, will make the dev side a ton easier for sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. um, for me, um, I rolled out like a really big, like database and like structural change to the background to the back end like i actually rolled out like the day before or two days before i left for my vacation and then it had some bugs that like came out during the vacation so i was like doing that in the morning and then like going off and doing the rest of my vacation then coming back it's kind of a good reminder to not to deploy major changes right before vacation but uh luckily nothing nothing uh nothing big broke or, or any, any big things that broke were easy fixes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask because I noticed you fixed some stuff while you were in Vegas <laughs> and that was okay. I hope, uh, like Adam is not waking up at 6am after <laughs> a hard night to <laughs> fix database problems, but I don't know, maybe was nothing, that happening. No, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't waking up early. It was more like while my wife was getting ready for the day in the bathroom, I would like jump on my laptop and fix a couple bugs. Okay. That's so, good. That's good. So it wasn't, you know, that high impact, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, been but... working well. I mean, apart from a few people who have reached out via the feedback channel, uh, on discord. Yeah. I think it was all good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, kind of planning out what we work on the next couple months and yeah. A couple of redesign pages around search and the book page and some research around authors and around like goals and gamification motivation. I, I, I'd consider it like motivation research. It's like, how do we, mm -hmm. how do we motivate people to read more? Cause that's, I feel like that's kind of the most important thing. It's not, it's not about engagement on hardcover. It's like, how do we, how do we help people read more? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that that's a really I mean, that's a shift I definitely like agree with. Uh there are those people uh, that, you know, uh it's like a sport, you know. There are the athletes who like find running really easily because they've been doing that a lot, and there are the people who like are struggling to like keep up a habit of like running around the block and sprinting and I I, I think uh, up until this point, we've built lots of features for the athletes, people who like do that kind of stuff. So a bit of, uh, focus on, uh, helping the people who aren't athletes, you know, or let's jump back to readers. Uh, yeah. Uh, read more. That's, 
definitely something uh, cool because I think there's lots of like space for for improvement. I I've seen like lots of people who like really want to get into reading, but there's all, all sorts of like hurdles, many personal hurdle hurdles uh, related to habits, but also related to uh, how they discover what to read or how they uh, find, let's say, social uh, incentives, like having a friend uh, read the same thing or having a recommendation so they can talk about a book with one of their friends. Yeah, I think that's going to be like really fun to to dig into. Yeah, yeah, I I really like that athlete analysis or uh, um, analogy. Yeah, yeah. we've. Yeah, I feel like the same way. We've we've definitely been building for people who already have like st like structures and systems in place for how they read, but like building up those systems to where you you have that place where you store all the books you want to read, where you're coming back to that, where you're keeping track of it, where you're um, you know you're able to say like here are some of my favorite books or here are some of the books I'm most excited to read. Just getting to that step, you know. Kind of like running, it takes takes time just to get to that step. That's that's not the starting point. That's like, you know, <laughs> two kilometers in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it, it's a process, and uh, uh, for reading in particular, I mean, like we as we realized, it's a different kind of activity than uh, you know others. Uh, it's it has different like let's say sides to it people can be like social about it or they can be um yeah they can do lots of stuff some people like to track their reading you share that really uh, good uh analysis from uh what was it from um uh literal uh no i, th I think it was from uh Wait, I signed up for an account, but I forgot what was the one you shared on Discord. It wasn't literal. It was, I closed my Discord anyway, but that analysis oh, said yeah. that. Italic type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was it. 77% uh, of readers track stuff while they're reading and wouldn't, would want to discuss things while they're reading. And about 90, it was like over 90% would like to like discuss and uh, rate or review a book after they've read it. Those are probably like a little bit on the optimistic side. Maybe they interviewed like uh, lots of power readers because that sounds like power reader like behavior, but that's like, yeah, I mean, people would do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, I feel like that's one of those things that how how we work that into the like the flow of how a user reads is is going to impact how it happens because like if you're just if you're if you're in the middle of reading a book this is kind of my hypothesis about it all yeah if if you're in the middle of reading a book and you like you're 30 percent in and you want to discuss it with other people like there's a couple different routes there's like you you go to like a forum about the book, you know, subreddit, whatever discussion page about the book. And then you're talking with everyone who's read the book, regardless of how far along they are. So you're going to be, you know, avoiding spoilers, but you might want to discuss the parts that you've read and it's going to be a minefield. Um, 
alternatively, alternately, you can like post about where you are so far and maybe some people will reply, but how you get people to reply that have also read the book and have a awareness of how far you are into the book um, makes it difficult to have like an engaging discussion, especially online. Like when I feel like when I'm talking with someone in person, I can very quickly, we can, we can have a discussion. I can figure out yeah. where they are in the book. And then I know not to talk about things that happen after that, mm -hmm. but how, how we enable that online. I don't feel like anyone's really done that yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of all or nothing. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. Um, uh, it's, uh, doable, I guess. I mean, we've like chipped a bit at it. Uh, and I think there's like a way of doing it. Uh, it's, uh, I can relate. It's way easier in, in person. Kind of like if you talk with someone about a series you're watching, series are also like things you watch over a bigger span of time. You can watch a series over, I don't know, if it's The Wire, you can watch it in like I don't know, two <laughs> months. So uh, depending on where you are, you can talk about that, that moment with, uh, with someone similar to what, to, like you do with a book. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a long span, you know, in which there are like many moments. It's not like watching a movie. You're watching a movie two hours in, okay, you know all about it. You're probably like, movies are really different yeah. than, than books in general. It's like a more complex experience, I guess. There was a, there was something I did on my, my uh, last personal blog, I had this uh, like course platform on it to um, teach people how to invest. And I added this functionality to be able to review, review the courses. And uh, when I added something where when, you, when someone reviewed the course, it would track how far along they had made it in the course at the time they reviewed it and showed that to people. So they could say, you know, this person rated it X stars and they were hundred percent done with the course when they rated it. And that, and that's going to have like different impact than someone who rates it a different thing and has only made it 30% of the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's really smart. That's nice. It's, it's kind of like, it, it, it almost feels like discussions need like something like that, where it's like <laughs> this person at the time they wrote this comment, they were this far completed in the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a really good one. It needs a, that kind of timestamp and you need to, uh, you know, be, be presented with that timestamp, I guess, depending on where you're, you are with your progress. So if you're at page like 100 out of 300, uh, like 30% done with, uh, uh, with a book, uh, maybe you'd like to see like, the bits that uh, are from people that are in the same place as you are uh, at that time. And maybe then, you know, all, all the others, uh, depending on, you know, how do you want to filter them? So yeah, there's, there's definitely like a way of doing it. And uh, I'm guessing it's interesting, you know, to, uh, to see, to see that uh, mainly because like, 
you'd want to find similar people who are reading the same books, uh, maybe even at the same time. That's what happens, I guess, on book Twitter, uh, where people, uh, you know, make recommendations, but it's mostly, you know, the books they're reading about, I guess, but there's no like functionality related to tracking. So, uh, digging down that, uh, you know, uh, well of users who are uh, similar to what you'd aspire to, like uh, how you'd want to build your book taste, I, I think is is going to be like really, really interesting and to see them real time. So you wouldn't see like on Reddit uh, some kind of comment that's left uh, uh, by someone five years ago, you'd be able to see the more recent ones first by default. So yeah, that's uh, that could be really <laughs> neat. I mean, we should be digging into it more in parallel to uh, everything else we're doing. And maybe we can like give uh, a glimpse of what we're doing with the book page, um, if yeah. you think that's a good idea. Yeah, I want to want to jump into some Figma for all of that. Yeah, of course. Uh, let me share my screen over here. So I'll just share the entire thing. Okay, here we go. So not here. Let's go here. This is the new book page that we're working on. See, this is the new Figma file. Uh, <laughs> It's got everything in here. I've made like a small documentation for uh, the other people in the team, for Eugene, for uh, mm. you, we've got a new member in the team, by the way, Lily. She's uh, like how many weeks in? Three weeks in? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By her, by uh, uh, Mariana and Alicia. And uh, this is supposed to, you know, provide really uh, simple guidance to how these screens uh, are, uh, what their status is. So if it's if it doesn't have a, a line, it's basically live. So this is our feed. It's pretty similar to what's going on on the website with slightly different details. So yeah, this is work in progress. This is the new book page. And uh, we've been chipping away at for the past, I think, three weeks and starting to really, um, yeah, uh, come together. Mm -hmm. um, I've uh, worked based on most of your comments, Adam. Maybe, wait, uh, how do you hide comments? Ah, here we go. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope I didn't leave too many of them. I was no, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked the detail and it was really good. So definitely keep on coming. Uh, we can go here. This one was like a slight redesign of uh, this thing. I was uh, so uh, to give everybody a bit of context. Uh, if you have rated a book, you'd want to see that you rated it and 
what that book means to you. So let's say you have a, a book that you really like. Uh, here you see the general info about the book. Um, here you can see the uh, reviews that your friends left. So over here, if, if one of the friend has this little icon means they left like a written review and uh, uh, if not, they, it only shows the star rating. And for people who haven't reviewed this, it's just their profile pic, so you can see that they've read it. Uh, but if you actually uh, rated it, uh, so this is how it looks like when you didn't leave any review, so you can quickly review it from here. Uh, but if you rated it, you would need to, uh, as Adam, uh, put it very well, see the details of your rating, right? That's the idea behind it. So, um, what I was thinking, Adam, uh, because this was the initial one, um, I simplified it just a little bit or I don't know, reorganized it a little bit. So, uh, you would see your rating and then for the review and details, you'd actually uh, click the drop down and you would get all of these. It would say when you rated it, uh, and then uh, really similar to what uh, you did here, uh, it would show the lists it's on, uh, how the format and the dates you uh, read it between. Uh, the tags and the history. And here you can see your review and it would take you to the uh, reviews tab where you could see yours. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think I think that's great. Yeah, I think that kind of covers it all. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, good. Like yeah, the history was a really, really good one to put over here. I didn't know where to put it. So uh, since you put it here, yeah, that's the perfect place for it. And uh, it's great that it's a drop down because you would actually just see this and it would be closable. So you would just see it like this mm -hmm. if you just uh, landed on, on the book page. Um, I was thinking to give it some margin like you did here, but I don't know, I, I, it kind of looks okay this way and being mobile, I wouldn't want to add like unnecessary padding to it. Do you think it looks good this way? I was, I'm, I'm split on it. I feel like partially having it with like its own like container makes it clear. It's like part of like your data, but maybe that's not a, Maybe that's not an issue like that people will have. Well, let me just put it here so we can we can see it. Yeah, I don't mind the container. I mean, it looks okay. Uh, this would be how you'd see it uh, when it's uh, collapsed, and uh, or is that the way around? Yeah, when it's expand. Yeah, collapsed and expanded, and this would be how you'd see it when it's expanded. We have the available from six sellers button on, on top. So yeah, this would work. Yeah. We can leave it like this if you like it better. Yeah, I think I think I prefer it with the the little little color area around it. I was okay. I was I was experimenting with other colors. Like what if we use other 
colors there, but nothing looked right besides like our, our grayscale. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for background. Yeah, when you add color to it, it just like is too much yeah. in most cases, if not all cases. So yeah, over here, I think we'd have to like render the uh, tags with a different color because they would have this color or mm. you could maybe add a stroke to them. Yeah, that would actually maybe work. So the stroke would be like this. And yeah, it would be universal. Like an edit to like the tag component. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and one thing I was trying to do, but I, I kind of failed at, or I didn't know how to, was like the little circles in the history section drawing like a little line between them. Oh, so yeah, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, it's because it has an auto layout. So, uh, with auto layouts, it's both a blessing, blessing and a curse. So <laughs> I do this, I copied the style. So I'm just going to position it, making sure that I don't put it in the auto layout. So uh, I think okay. if you, uh, what was it? If you hold down, is it option? Nah, it's not option. Yeah, just don't put it in the auto layout and yeah, you can just do this. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's kind of like a timeline, so it's it's really nice. <laughs> okay, and then we go into the similar books and uh, then the series. I put the series here. I think it's a good idea. And the idea of showing the book the current book that's in the series in the center, maybe I should like place the actual book. So mm -hmm. if you're viewing this book, yeah, it can be in the center by default. And this is scrollable and uh, the numbers of the books in the section would be underneath. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, one of the, the things we were we were chatting about last week was that concept of like putting things over the covers versus putting them below it or off mm -hmm. to the side. Any thoughts on, yeah, positioning yeah. on those? Like it's well, it's it like this. I wouldn't mind, but yeah, uh, maybe it can clash with the maybe on top. Let's see. One uh, one idea I had for it. I can try it on one of these it was like, uh, if it was yeah, like, yeah. kind of like over here, but then this was like, uh, okay. Gotcha. So it was kind of like, uh, uh, wait, yep. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So it almost, it almost looks like a little bookmark or something coming out of it. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, if it's just for numbering stuff, I guess that's that's great. I'd use the same component, so or maybe yeah, maybe we can create a new component just for for this. But uh, if we have other cases where we can reuse it, yeah, this looks nice. Yeah, uh, we can probably we can probably have like the list component, but we can also like pass in like a another component into the list component, which is like the identifier. And then 
on prompts, we pass in like a prompt identifier on series. We pass in like a series identifier and then that knows how to render that like top part. Yeah, that's perfect. I'd also use it on prompts. So for the voting, uh, to show the ranking, maybe we can use the same one. Yeah. Just to, you know, have consistency. It's going to help down later down the line. So and, yeah, and we, this... we could, we could probably also use it for uh, ranked lists since you can create a list that you have like sorted in a specific order. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. And this one, uh, I actually use the gradient. It looks, uh, it looks better. So it fades mm -hmm. to this color mm -hmm. and it creates like the illusion of a shelf right here. And this would be scrollable. Um, I'm hoping we can use the, um, what's it called? The CSS, you know, when it locks in, uh, mm -hmm. what was scroll snap. Yeah. Scroll snap, but for, um, mm, uh, horizontal scrolling, uh, I'll research how to do that. I think it's possible even with Tailwind. So yeah, that should be good. Yeah. 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 I like the scroll snap of it. And I have a feeling we could do this whole list component with a, like a, what's it called? Like virtualized tables, um, kind of like we do for the feed, but probably it can be, a, we can use the like tan stack one instead of the one we used because nice. like a list might have a thousand books on it, but we only want to render like the three that are showing mm -hmm. or four that are showing. I think that's oh, one of the reasons why our list page the... is slow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you be able to like uh, load them progressively? So, uh, you know, if you have a thousand books, you'd be able to like scroll this. Uh, wait, I forgot I was in Figma. Uh, to scroll this like however much you want. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, that'd be and, really neat. And that way, like even that, I think one of your mockups had like a, something where it said like top 50 books from a, uh, from a list, we probably yeah. could get away with not even having that and just, uh, um, showing all the books. Mm -hmm. If we did yep, that showing top 50 books, here it is. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Look at this. I do it the same on desktop. So I do this and here we go yeah that looks nice yeah it looks good okay yeah and then the so uh after this, uh, by the way, I didn't know where to put the flag button, so I just put it in here. I've, I think I sat for like 15 minutes trying to position <laughs> it in here, but nah, I think that's like locked. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like good having there. that at the bottom. Like it's, it's, it's going to be the, the least, least used thing on the page. <laughs> at yeah, least it, well, it should be. Yeah. I tried to not give it, I mean, I put it here, but it seemed to like be, uh, like less important than everything that's in here. So yeah. yeah. Okay. 
that's good to hear. Uh, and then I followed your suggestion to uh, make a minimized mm -hmm. version of uh, the actual, um, where is it? Ah, here we go. The, header, the actual yeah. book. So uh, that looks the, really cool. <laughs> yeah, it has the book button. Yeah, it was those were like really good suggestions. So uh, we keep this. Uh, if we can make it into a, like a smooth transition, it would be like super neat uh, to you know just have the title animate and uh, uh, yeah, have the book cover. Uh, yeah, like like move up to it, kind of like as you click. To a different tab it like zooms up and yep yeah that'd be really neat yeah i, I think we can do that with framework motion it should be good yeah. yeah the animate presence thing in framer motion just feels like magic okay ah that's good okay you already researched it so that's that's nice perfect yeah and, and then if you uh, if you went from this page back to the book page it would like blow it up bigger too. yeah exactly yeah that would be neat that would feel like really really good and I'm hoping we can use the same interaction for other stuff, but if we use this for the book page, because we can get the color in and yeah, everything that should be like really nice. I made the, the same for additions and for, yeah, uh, the actual like single edition. And here it can have like a number associated with the, uh, the page you're on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. It's like a little more context, so you know, you know, kind of where you are within mm -hmm. the, that book. Yeah. Yeah, and for the filters, so for these ones, uh, there were a bunch. So uh, let me bring up your comments because it was good. So it's the flare. Uh, I was thinking. Like this, um, we can actually either put them like this, or yeah. Do you think uh, the filters would need to be any more uh, complicated than uh, than this, uh, or could we? I mean, the question is a different one. Uh, should we put them in a horizontal container that you can scroll uh, sideways, or? Should we try to make them like we have them on the list page, pretty compact? Mm. There's going to be a lot of filters. That's my worry. But I can try to, uh, yeah, do all yeah. of these. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, there's that That was one like I, I, I had uh, some struggle with trying to figure out a good option for it myself because I I feel like the the most common things for me might not be the most common things for how someone else would filter their reviews, but also don't want to make it so confusing that people get overwhelmed and don't use it at all. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. That those are my exact worries. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking. I mean, I'd put like the most uh, used uh, options a tap away so you wouldn't have to, you know, uh, they kind of, they kind of, they would kind of work like tags. So uh, if you would want to see reviews from friends first, you'd click from friends. If you want to 
uh, sort them by match score. Yeah, you click match score, but yeah, that's that's pretty complicated. I mean, that's the simple one, but it's pretty complicated because it leaves out all the other things. So, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, like the other options were things like um, which of these reviews have like a um, a video attached to them, and mm -hmm. how we how we like yeah. showcase those like media reviews and. Mm -hmm. That would I could see that being like a, a, one of the high level, like filters. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll figure that out because yeah. that definitely needs to be there. So maybe just the sorting and filter and showing it in a way that you know the default is what most people would want to see, but you can set it so it shows what you want to see first. Yeah, and. And it could, another option is that it's, it's two buttons, one that's has like a, a sort icon and then whatever's being sorted by. So like a sort icon with a, um, match reader match would be like the default that way it's mm -hmm. sorting and then like filter and then filter, um, it doesn't say filter. It says like from from friends and it has like a filter icon and then if you expand it you can change it to oh yeah yeah exactly yeah so, it's... so it doesn't say filter yeah i was even wondering if we could uh remove this or hide it under something uh would maybe this be a good case to bring up the drawer so on mobile you would actually uh have these all these in a drawer all the st stuff from uh, your comments so you'd have for sorting if you'd click on if you tap uh, the sorting icon you'd be able to select all of the options if you click the uh, uh from friends slash filter icon, you would uh, see all the options in the uh, book drawer that we're using for yeah. uh, the book button. Yeah, I think that would be a good way of doing it. Okay. I think generally like the book drawer on desktop would turn into a popover and on mobile, it would turn into the book drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay, that's good. I'm going to add an extra screen with that. And another thing uh, I just left uncommented, but we can talk about it now. I was thinking like, you know how uh, on Letterboxd, the reviews that are like really short and witty are like uh, the most engaging and the smartest. So I was thinking, <laughs> what if we put an optional field for the review title? Uh, or like headline that would be like a mm -hmm. glimpse into the review or a summary. So uh, you'd write uh, like the intro and then because for reviews, we have a lot of like text usually uh, just have it. Uh, yeah. Underneath, or if not, it would just show the actual text. But 
Yeah, I was I was thinking about that for um, progress updates as well, like or just just discussions in general. It's like discussions without a title are hard to enter into. And these are effectively discussions about a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so in that sense, yeah, I like the idea of having a title for an, op an optional title for a, re a review. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For reviews. Yeah. It makes sense. And uh, maybe even for, for, for discussions as well. Uh, yeah, that's good. Let's leave it like that. And if we decide to not do it, we can just take it out. But for these, maybe it could be nice. Yeah. And for, uh, for these reviews too, when you, I was thinking like, if you click on, um, it would go to like a, a dedicated page for a review. Mm -hmm. And then that would have like a share option to share the review too. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Something I always forget to add whenever I'm building stuff is like, oh, people want a way to share this. And on a mobile app, you can't just copy the URL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We should put like, uh... oh, crap. I almost forgot about that. Here we go. We should put, uh, because uh, now that we luckily have a mobile app, it brings up that uh, uh, issue that you aren't able to just copy-paste the URL. So if you want to, uh, yeah, let's do this. Uh, let me just make this bigger and get the icon for the URL. What was it? Yeah, just put the URL icon next to the title. Yeah, uh, like a, it would be like a good share. Like there's the share three dots thing that I, I see some places, but I don't usually associate that with sharing the same way I associate other share icons. Yeah, it can be the link. So it can be this. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Because you're just like grabbing the link instead of, uh... and it can be here. I don't know. I'll just leave it here, and maybe we can reposition it. But just for me to not forget, because yeah, there's no way of sharing stuff while you're in the app. So yeah, it could it could also be like up up here. Yeah, why not? But, but I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually a better place for it, maybe. And when you tap it, it would just copy the link. Yeah, just copy it to the clipboard. Yep. We could bring up a toast, and that's it. Okay, cool. Oof, that's, that's sorted. Uh, we should, yeah, be able to put that on the profile page as well and everywhere in general. Um, and that's for uh, this... Uh, yeah, maybe we can make this whole thing a clickable area so that uh, this uh, icon is just like an indicator that there's more, but uh, the actual like area where you can tap it would be like all over it. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's better. I wouldn't make it like too big because it can take a lot of space and i wanted to get it in line with the actual text that was like the idea so it has the same uh, height as uh, yeah let's say the end it's a little bit bigger still but 
yeah, it would have been like uh, too small to click it. So I was thinking to add padding and a negative margin so that the actual space around it is bigger. So it's like this or something. Mm -hmm. But if we make the whole area tappable, I think people are going to just learn that right away. Yeah. Okay. And well, this is good. One of the things, this, yeah, one of the things that just came to mind for these reviews is uh, maybe showing the the date of the review somewhere. Oh yeah, well, yeah, true. Um, by the way, what's our date format? Is this our date <laughs> format? Uh, right now, we we use a locale string um, function, so it. It's a different date format if you're in the UK or in the US. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, I put it in a place where maybe we can like hide it so that uh, if the review is less than three rows, you can see this. But if it's more than four rows, you see it at the end. So part of the expanded text, uh, or I don't know. Do you think it's oh, yeah. like very important hmm. or, I mean, to me, it's not that important, but it might be too important. I, 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 I like... think, I think about like, you know, someone scrolling through Instagram and accidentally liking a Instagram picture from like three years ago. And mm, like, okay. if people would feel like that, if they were liking reviews that were like years old and maybe we want them to, but maybe we want to give them the option to uh, make that decision for themselves. Yeah, true. Then I'm going to do this. So I'm going to put the date here and what else can we put here so that it's. Well, we could, we could always use uh, this spot to do avatars of readers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it might be it might be more confusing since we already yeah m maybe not actually I think <laughs> I think there's already enough avatars on here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe some piece of info. But what else would be interesting to have here? Uh, so the date and well, maybe a metric. Like, I saw uh, your your other um, prototype farther down had some other metrics about the user. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, you mentioned badges, so I just put some stuff in here and a supporter like Flare, and I made it like really uh, small, uh, so it doesn't say supporter; it's just an S. And uh, the uh, border of the avatar is also orange, so I was thinking that could be like a good indication. Uh, but maybe, well. This would have to be associated with the profile name. So yeah, yeah. let me just edit this one because I think this is the final one. I just copied it. So we have the top one as well. Uh, so if we have the date, maybe we can put some more context on this. So I don't know, badges or something. Uh, the idea is that this would be, this would mean that this 
uh, reader is in the top, let's say, 50 sci-fi readers on hardcover. So we need to like basically make <laughs> that into like something visual. <laughs> yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, how do we, yeah, how do we show that this person has read a lot of sci-fi books when they gave this review or, you know, just in general? Yeah. I was thinking just to like make these, I mean, have just a visual indication. So, you know, okay, this is someone who has like, this would be relevant to the review. So this person has a lot of uh, sci-fi and horror reviews. So they're like, uh, one, uh, one idea I had around this was to have something like, um, let's see, uh, where, where we show like, oh, the um, number. Yeah. So we show like the number of books they've read in that genre within the little badge. Okay. Oh yeah. That would be nice. So it's, it's less about like the badge level and more about like the underlying, um, achievement. Yeah. That'll work. It'll be like this. Here we go. Yeah, and that could actually, if it's in that format, that could actually sit here. So let me grab the icon from this one. So yeah, this user has, a reader has 234 sci-fi reviews and... Yeah. That yeah, could that work. Could, that could be cool, yeah. And it's an interesting way of using the, the badge system this year yeah i think like i i uh i put it or I, I like did some stuff in my journal about how how we could um get this and i think it would be really easy we kind of could just cache like a little genre stats object on every user and then when when we show the review we uh look into that object and just show whatever is relevant to the book review that is currently being viewed that way. It's like, you know, if, if you're viewing a uh, great Gatsby, you're, you're not going to see that they've read 234 fantasy books. You're going to see that they've read, you know, um, 180 classics or whatever. Okay. Ah, that's nice. That's neat. Yeah. I mean, that's how these could, could work and they wouldn't even be, I mean, they would be closer to stats than badges, but they would like inherently be badges because yeah if you reviewed like okay that's that's really nice uh okay that would balance out the date so i'm good from a like design point of view yeah yeah it's okay that's good yeah and for additions took your advice and made them into uh yeah, things you'd actually feel like you need to tap. So you move on to the book edition, the, yeah, the actual edition page, and you can switch to that edition. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, these addition pages, I, I feel like I, I don't yet know how people are going to use them other than as like a, a source of information, like, so, um, I'm good kind of keeping it like this. And then, you know, as we, you know, if, if it comes out that we need more information on this edition page, like we need, you know, rating for this edition or lists for this specific edition, then we can, I think, figure that out down the line. But mm -hmm. for now, yeah, I always found it confusing. I know Goodreads does different, uh, uh, ratings for different editions and we would, uh, basically associate the rating with the edition, uh, at least as like a single, like individual read, right? Yeah. Well, it's right now, um, you, so you can read through a book multiple times, but you can only rate it. You can read through a book multiple times with different editions each time, but your rating is for the concept of that book, not for a specific edition of it. Mm -hmm. But, but there is still that. the edition that you did read. So we could still like, you know, go into the data and see that even though the, the rating for the book is this, we could say like this edition has a higher rating than all the other editions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that seems, I mean, it's uh, a bit complicated for uh like us to i guess uh really delve into it and i think from from my point of view like just reviewing a book and not uh reviewing that edition would be more helpful for uh other readers as well of course you know you might like read uh, an audiobook uh, less because you don't like the narration, let's say, but I think you would, uh, from a design perspective or from a usability perspective, that would rather be mentioned as part of your comment rather than having like that audiobook rated. So let's say you'd normally rate the book, uh, because it's a good book four stars and you listen to the audiobook, you hate the narration. So it's a three star. I think okay. it would be more relevant for people to see how you like the book. And if you had something, uh, if something was wrong with the narration, you just mention it as part of your review. So written instead of letting people guessing, you know, why did they leave that review? I think it's more relevant. So. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Like, I, I also wonder, like, as you were saying that, I was wondering if we need to indicate like what format or what edition they read in their review. Like, like we'll know like what edition they've marked here. Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe that's not here in the, like the small review. Maybe that's actually, let me go down to this one. Maybe that's yeah. not here. Maybe that's like when you click on this and it goes to the standalone page, maybe on that standalone page, we can say the edition that they, they read. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I'll mock it up. Yeah, exactly. When you go to that individual review, you can see, uh, the actual, uh, edition that they re they've, they've read. I find it like, uh, you know, there's 
quantifiable data and like uh, uh, qualitative data and that qualitative data is like finding out why someone like like the book so i'd rather for us to skew in that like direction instead of being just like a quantity uh website which is kind of like how goodreads approaches approaches it so there's the rating and you know we're more granular with the rating and we're also like trying to get people to say why they like the book instead of, you know, a 4.3 rating doesn't tell you much, but the review that says the narration is crap and, you know, you see or it's really good uh, and you see that uh, that person reviewed a lot and is a supporter and they have lots of good reviews, you're way more likely to to trust that and that's what we want you know for yeah. people to say why they liked something yeah they're not someone who just came into the platform reviewed one book and this is it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah just get into the like details we want people to like be discussing books and offering other people like these like details even for editions yeah okay and over here, over here, yeah, because it's like uh, it has discovered that you can change. I mean, we can keep the like actual designs you're working on, but I was assuming that this the, the header could like disappear here because you have you'll have a cover underneath it. So mm. I don't know, yeah. or you can just say upload new cover and it would be like this. Yeah, let me. I. Can I show you something that I was doing for this edit thing? Yeah. It's wait, let me stop sharing. There we it's go. a so the use case for how like what what can happen when you're changing a, an edition's cover. There are like a couple different options. Let me just share my screen and then we can talk through them. And I'll uh, do this one. Cool. So this is a very basic representation, but the idea is, uh, you know, this is the cover that has already been selected for this book. Uh, and we'll have some kind of formula to determine if this is like a good quality cover, a bad mm, okay. quality cover, or like a mm -hmm. okay quality cover. That way you can people can see really quickly whether we think this is good. But if you want to change the cover, there's kind of a couple of different options on what can happen. Um, one option is that you can upload a new cover. Another option is that you can select one of the existing covers that we've already saved for this book. Okay. Are these covers from other editions or? Ideally, this should only be for this edition, but I think uh, the way that our data is sometimes multiple editions end up getting books from neighboring editions. So I think our data will get better to the point where this is just for this exact edition. Um, so ideally, this would these would all look very similar, just with different heights and widths. 
and uh, clarity. So it'd probably mostly look like these three all for this one. And these ones wouldn't even be, be here. Okay, well, this looks good. And it's like really complete, yeah. I guess, from yeah. an editing point of view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep like cleaning it up and making it like, you know, actually look better. But I was just trying to come up with a with a user flow that made sense for changing a cover when you had kind of two options on what to change it to. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm suspecting the use case here would be uh, someone sees a book that they really like and the cover is really low quality. So they're saying, okay, crap, I'm going to make this book better. So they go into the editing flow for that edition and they uh, search for a photo online. They upload it as a new cover. Uh, do we have a upload limits uh, that's like, I don't know, less than one megabyte or something, just to not uh, like crash our, uh, I'm guessing we do, right? Um, I'll probably set it at like five megabytes and maybe even 10 megabytes for this because, you know, you could update a, upload a really big scan of it. And when we upload the file, we're gonna optimize it anyways. Mm, so the, okay. the JPEG that we save that people are gonna start viewing is gonna be a lower, um, file size version anyways. Smart. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is the use case. So, uh, having those options already there, I'm guessing would be, would be great, but as books get better, I mean, if it's a high quality cover, I'm, I'm guessing people would just like not change it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was that's probably, good. I was probably going to try to get this like edit covers out to completion rather than trying to do like every single field possible. And that way, like we'll get this out and then we can um, add more fields to it later. Yeah, this sounds good. Covers are like, if we nail the, the covers, the, the rest of the fields should be like easy. Yeah. And we've already got people who are lining up to edit the info. So that's really good. And we'll do it ourselves as well. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Great. Well, lots of progress. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah, every time I see the, the, the new book pages, I, I'm like excited to use them as a user, which is, I think a really good sign. Like I want yeah. to be able to browse those reviews in that way. And I want to be able to just like explore around within a book in a, in a, in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm also like excited to, to get this out and uh, they're, they're, they're close. I mean, I think we have a couple of details mm -hmm. to, uh, <clears throat> to nail down, but uh, other than that, they should be like really, uh, really good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, once we get the mobile and desktop prototypes done, um, we can probably do, like you said, like a handful of interviews and just see what people think. And yeah, yeah. that's great. That's great. I'll do the desktop ones. Th those should be easy. If you start from mobile, uh, desktop should be easy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's close. Sweet. 
Great. Well, awesome. Well, on that note, <laughs> we wrap up hardcover number nine. Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to go, uh, I think we're going to go see John Wick this afternoon. So I'm, I'm excited about oh, really? that. Okay. <laughs> ah, that's on my list as well. Yeah. We started a new Netflix series called Beef and oh, it's yeah. like, really good. Have you seen it? <laughs> we just finished it last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Really, really good. Really nice. Yeah. It's exciting. I was watching a, a, a TikTok about it and they were classifying it, the genre as millennial existentialism. And I'm like, okay, that's that that sounds about right. I, I like that yeah. genre. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One for us. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, um, yeah. Well, happy viewing and uh, yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya.